recording, and I get to say such things as the following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who don't understand English, or your grandmother. Then again, I've never met your grandmother. She may be kinkier than anyone realizes. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Harry Prone Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted crafting. I'm Shara Kane. I'm Lansing Mike. And it's summer, and it's hot, and blasting the AC for 15 minutes wasn't quite long enough. <laughs> I think I need to let it go about a half hour to make things comfortable, but oh well, we'll it's make it work. It's not too bad. I mean, honestly, compared to how it's been, I was like, oh, it's nice outside. I mean, it's humid, but it's not too yeah. hot. Yeah, no, it's it's not the heat. It is the stickiness Sticky. of it, and yeah, in my office where there is less airflow and a computer with an overclocked processor yeah. on it, so we gets warm. Yeah, so we chased out your husband, and now we're recording in the uh, studio one of Harry Potter <laughs> Commanding, which is in your living room. Well, actually, no, the studio one was in the old place. Yeah, it was the old living. Yeah, room. since you've moved here, we've always done it in your uh, uh, bedroom. Yeah, yeah we well, study uh, study office. office. Well. So that we've never actually did it in this room. Okay, cool. So I don't know what the sound's going to be like, but... <laughs> Might be a bit more echoey. I'm going to... We've got a fridge and some fans going in the background, but the fan's not blowing yeah. on us. So. It's going to... Yeah. It's, it's what it, we are. You you know. Yeah, we're... <laughs> Dear listeners, you know. Um, we, we, we don't have a Patreon, so we don't have high-quality sound. Uh, no, we don't have standards because we don't have high. We don't have high quality because we don't have, because we don't have standards. That's yeah. not the point. <laughs> Speaking of not having standards, Ooh, uh, yeah, uh, that's an interesting segue. <laughs> yeah, we went to Creek Ridge Camp- Campground. <laughs> I'm still wondering how that corresponds to not having standards. Here, I'm going to put my ba- baseball cap on backwards just because I want to be one of the youths. Um, uh, easier to suck dick that way. God, yes, in glory holes. <laughs> that that was amusing. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Newly installed glory holes. Yes. So told. Creek Ridge um, went there last weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was last weekend. Last they had weekend. their bear weekend. They had a bear blast. Um, I was bemoaning the fact that I hadn't been camping this year. So I was like, I got to go. And I'm going to go this weekend. And I'm like, oh, I have things going on Saturday. Well, I'll go Friday night and went. Um, first of all, let me. Okay. The only difference, because I talked about Creek Ridge yes. last year uh, when I went. The only real difference was, yes, they have installed new playground equipment along the trails. Glory holes. Well, I mean, they have their pool up and running. Right. And they also do have another bathroom online, which is more of a kind of YMCA-style big room with lots of nozzles, so group shower. Not as many nozzles as I was expecting, given the the drawings I saw. I was also I, I expecting like be... one of those yeah. like showers from on top, so it kind of would come down. But um, no, I mean, very practical, useful, fun um, I think that was the one that gets the most use. Um, um yeah. Well, yeah, because I was used to the other one being the only one online before, so I was used to that bathroom. But this is the one that actually has urinals and the group shower, so I think it's it, yeah, lots of attention. No, yeah, water-free urinals. Mm-hmm. Flush-free urinals. Yes. At least, yeah. Um, the, uh, so that, oh, so the glory holes, yeah, there's off one of the trails, there's this little section that, couple walls that have camouflage draped over them uh and then a wall with holes cut out and some rubber mats on one side so you know where yeah. to stand and where to kneel <laughs> uh and i had some play uh in that area not through the glory holes because mm-hmm. i got a sliver yeah. off the glory holes uh, no 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 the glory holes themselves have been uh wrapped yeah, yeah so they're they're fine your dick is probably safe no Leaning up against it while I was talking to someone, it's like suddenly a sliver in my, you know, pinky. I'm like, they need to sand this. It's all very new, so they're still yeah, they're rough they're still bits, rough working on it. Yeah, uh, so I was there with uh, Pup Fritz because mm-hmm. um, he compete. He wanted to compete in the Cub contest. Oh. Um, that, that was, was only se- the first night. So night so I, yeah, yeah, so I missed that. But I was there Friday night and had a good amount of fun. Yeah, um, we got a site right by the bathhouse. Okay. Um, and he has a really nice, easy to set up tent. It's two poles and twelve stakes, and yeah, uh, fits an air mattress and 
and two big bears and yeah uh yeah that's mine i mean but mine's yeah. also very small i would not fit two bears mine barely fits a bear yeah it, it's technically rated for seven people mm-hmm. yeah seven people if you have no gear and you're really friendly well that's it the ratings are always like twice what you could really practically fit there yeah so mine's rated for one which means it's really enough for half a person <laughs> yeah it's enough for a body and no gear well when i um was setting it up some guys like god i thought that was for like for a dog and i'm like who camps with dogs well obviously lots well of lots and lots of people it's a but, very dog friendly campground yes, there are quite a few dogs there uh the uh yeah i was only there friday night but yeah I ran to some people i knew um so it's funny because the one guy i ran to is you know, occasional fuck buddy. Mm-hmm. And the guy he was there with is a fuck buddy of his. So there's the communicative nature of fuck buddies, which is if you have a fuck buddy and they have a fuck buddy, then that new fuck buddy, if you know, can be your fuck buddy. <laughs> I mean, if you're compatible. Like, right. if you're a twink that only sleeps with bears, then, yeah, it's not going to work out. That, that makes life difficult. But when everybody's a slut, hey... Or, you know, just has a wide range of what they find... Attractive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we went on the trail, had some fun, met some other people out there, uh, came back, and then I got introduced to another set of people at campsite. And it was funny because I found two guys who were very different. One was very smooth, and the other was very furry, but they're both really hot. Mm-hmm. They're both into daddies. And I was like, oh, it's feast or famine and they didn't really know each other so there's no like hey let's all do something together no they were separate and not into each other i think so it's like oh i'm making out with one and then he went to the you know went off to the bathroom and i made out the other one and the other one came back and it's like okay i've done this to myself (laughs) but no one was a super gentleman he's like i'm gonna go take a walk you want to come with me i'm like okay and i'm like you know i kind of mentioned it's like yeah it's like both of you are hot. He's like, well, go back to the campsite and play with him. He's just kind of, he's shy and sitting around. I'm about to go out and meet some more daddies. And I'm like, okay. So he was very nice and relinquished uh, over to me. And so I played with a, the one guy, the shy guy, and had a good time with him. I uh, felt very accomplished because he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I got whiskey dick. We worked through that. <laughs> it's like, bless you. It's like, no, 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 you're young. It just takes the, an, a good enough attention and you're, it'll be fine. And, and um, it was fine. It was. Uh, and then he was like very friendly. And he's like, okay, well, he was also super tired because it was getting really late at this point. And he was like, uh, well, you know, if you come by tomorrow and I'm around or in my tent, it's like, hey. So it seemed like an open invitation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, then the other one came back and he was like super drunk. It was about 3 a.m. And he's like, I'm going to go to the trails. I'm like, oh, no. You're drunk. It's dark. And it's like, and you've checked him out already? Oh, no, I haven't seen him. And I'm like, no, no, no. One of those, you could survive. Yes. You know, one of those three conditions. Two of them, you'll have story tell. Three of them, I actually worry that something's going to happen. This is the kind of thing that yeah. we'll get in the papers about. Like, you wandered off and ended up naked and bloody on someone else's property or just disappeared or something. You know? Yeah, you, you landed in a patch of poison ivy and then in the creek. Or things, yeah. It, it could yeah. have been bad. So I played Den Mother and walked him to the trails because he was not going to be dissuaded from going on because he was like, no, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I was like, okay. You don't have to come with me. You don't have to come with me. I'm like, oh, I just want to see the trails myself. You know, I'm just lying. And it's like, no, I'm here to make sure that you're okay. And then uh, we went through, showed him the glory holes, uh, showed him the different things. And then he was like, no one was out there. It was like so late. Yeah, so late. But he's like, wait. There's someone following us. And it's like, there's no one following us. But uh, then he got spooked and we ran back to the, well, he ran back to the campsite. Um, I made made sure he found his tent. Found the I, right tent. <laughs> and I, I was so, I was so much a mom because he was like, well, I want to keep walking around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep walking. I'm going to keep walking around. And it's like, okay, just go in there and you don't have to go to sleep, but just go in your tent and lay down for a moment. And he's, you know, so I completely did that mom shit. <laughs> and uh, then, I don't know, I mean, after that, I was like, okay, I'm done. I got him back to his tent. That's all I need to do. And I saw him the next day and, you know, didn't seem any worse for wear. So it's like, okay, he survived. over, maybe. Oh, I would hope so. <laughs> if there is a god, you know, getting that drunk. I mean, let's put it this way. He really wanted to get fucked. I really would have loved to have fucked him, but he was too drunk. He, he, and, yeah. And this, this is what you get for, uh, you know, 
getting too drunk too early is like you don't get fucked at least by me (laughs) he might have been fucked by someone else good luck for him yeah if if he had been sober enough that i believed him that it was informed consent Mm -hmm. that then yeah yeah probably would have given him a good pounding but well because when he was more sober uh yeah he was like oh i just i'm just you know i I'm mostly a top, but I want a bottom, but I'm just not ready for it. So, I mean, there's some hesitation when he was mm-hmm. more sober, and it's like, okay, well, that's already what I've heard. Um, but, uh, no, he was fun, and uh, then the next day I, like, talked to everyone I kind of fooled around with the night before because it's like, no, we do this because I want I'm I'm fucking four friends. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I, I will get down with someone so I can then have established a real, you know, because my feeling is, if I've, you know, sucked, rimmed, or fucked you, we damn well should be talking the next day and friendly because we, you know, know each other on some level. We should actually, and if you're going to be then all shy or coy, then, well, no, you're, you have issues. You're, uh, you're the kind of guy who, who wants breakfast and pleasant chat afterwards. Uh, yes, very much so. It's like, that's, you know, I just had a kind of a little fun date with another fuck buddy and he was horny and so, and hungry. He's like, well, should we go out to eat somewhere? And then I'm like, no, I showed up at his apartment and without really even saying anything, I just pinned him to a wall, got the clothes off. We fucked. And then we went and had dinner and it's like, yes, let's <laughs> that, take care of stuff out that, of the way. That, that's how things should be done. Yeah. Let's just have a really hot, fun, you know, 15, 20 minutes and then actually like act like, you know, civilized folk. Um, so uh, yeah, and then I talked to the the other the furry guy, and he was he was like, because like I said, he had made an invita- uh, invitation for the mm-hmm. next day. I'm like, wait, you've got some time now. And he's like, oh, I'm still recovering from last night. So that was my lesson to like look on the bright side, as in take him at his word that he's just recovering, not that right. he's having buyer's remorse or like seeing me in the light of day. It's like, oh no, that's who I fooled around with. No, don't go there. Just think, or maybe he's. Just really shy and isn't lubricated up with alcohol right now enough to be more open. Um, Could people be. I talked to said that they saw him uh, that Saturday night when I wasn't there and they, he was just very awkward and shy. And I'm mm. like, oh, okay. So, yeah, fair enough. Um, I did fa- and then I felt bad because I left and I hadn't made connections with anyone. Like, got no last oh. names, uh, no connections. But, hey, my Google Foo is strong, and I Facebook stalked all of them and sent friend requests, and they all responded back. I'm like, yay, yay! I feel good. I'm not, I'm not shunned. Yay. Yeah. And then I also realized that the furry one, oh, my gosh. It's like, I thought he was really cute, but, oh, wow, he's really, really cute. cute. It's like, oh, or he just photographs really well. I mean, I saw him in person, but his picture's like, he is fucking adorable. Yum. <laughs> so, yeah, I had an excellent time. Like I said, ran to people I knew, met new people, made connections, uh, bought some fun stuff because there was a guy, F, F Gear, I think he's what he calls this company. Uh, yeah, it, it is the letter F in a, a gear. In a gear. Oh, so, so probably yeah. F Gear. Probably um, F he F says gear. the F stands for whatever. It's open. It's fun, fucking, whatever. Fetish, um, yeah. Yep, I got uh, some wristbands, uh, bought a wrestling singlet. Mm. That was fun, tried it on there, it's like, cool. Uh, oh, and also a silicone cock ring and ball stretcher that another friend had bought, and I was like, can I try that on, yours on before, because I'm kind of curious, mm-hmm. and he tried it on me, and it's like, oh, this seems very functional, and, and so I need one of my own. Oh, So I did yeah. some shopping and had a good time. Um, yeah. Enjoyed it. Uh, how yeah? How was Saturday? I wasn't there uh, the second night. Saturday was um, pretty good. Um, I spent most of Saturday during the day um, just hanging out at the pool. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of things to do at Creek Ridge no. to to its benefit. I mean, it's very relaxing. I mean, yes. you're uh, there to see people and do stuff with people. Yeah, and I know that um, Puppy was had full bars on his phone Mm -hmm. i had one bar if i was in just the right spot on the campground um but you know i was there to disconnect so i was like i i I don't want to be getting alerts all weekend long. i showed up and the first thing i saw when i got there was a message from work saying hey some stuff came in after you left and they need it monday I'm like, fuck, okay, well, I was planning working a full day Sunday anyway, so now yeah. I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, and like, please text me if you got this message. And it's like, got it. And then turn off the phone. <laughs> like, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, oh, so yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, it was, it, uh, well, 
there was less things to do there because normally on Friday they did have a taco bar. Motor City Bears were there. Right. They did a taco bar Friday night, which was a fun event, mm -hmm. mingle with people. Uh, but then they uh, Friday evening, usually there's one of the seasonals hosts like a, a little party. There's usually some theme to it like, oh, pajamas or underwear or no clothes at all. And shots or pudding shots or there's usually some kind of alcohol. Right. And it usually has some food or that. When I went there, it was, I think, like jello shots and White Castle hamburgers and pajamas was when he hosted it last year at the Lumberjock. But I guess he was either not there or he just wasn't I, up to hosting it that I, night. I think, I think he decided um, that weekend to let the Motor City Bears do their thing and not try and compete with. Which was unfortunate that. because the Bears was more of a dinner thing. And his is more of a night mm -hmm. thing, and it's, it gives you something to do Friday night. Because other people were just like milling around, it's like, we don't know what to do. Because no, usually dear. we have this gathering, and it's a bunch of us all at one of the sites, and we're all interacting. And now there's no centralized thing. Because the, the other time I went, they also had a bonfire on the Friday evening. Mm -hmm. And that gave you a central place to kind of gather and hang out. And there was nothing, there's nothing like that that Friday. So right. it was a bit more oh, disjointed yeah. and... And even though they have the pool, yeah. the pool closes at nine. At nine, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Saturday, um, yeah, I hung up out of the pool during mm -hmm. the day, um, saw the progression of people's sunburns. Ouch. Uh, yeah. Um, skies opened up about one o'clock. Um, yeah, just in time for the weenie, weenie roast, roast beer yeah. blast that was going on that the Motor City Bears, again, were hosting yep so i i had a couple hot dogs and a beer and then i took a nap um yeah that was about the time was i raining. was leaving because yeah. i wandered around bought some stuff at f gear uh said goodbye to the people i knew and i had a barbecue and then a housewarming party that night i was dead by the time the housewarming party happened i was just like sitting on the porch with people i knew and not interacting because mm -hmm. i wasn't drinking i wasn't talking i'm like i'm dead tired made it to about 10 and like Gotta go now. You guys all have fun. And crashed at 10.30 and just slept like the dead. <laughs> it was like, oh, because, you know, I was yeah. in the pool. I was wandering a lot, walked a lot, had a lot of fun, and probably was a bit dehydrated and a bit sunburned and all that. So yeah. I was just I, exhausted. I, yeah, I didn't get a lot of... I didn't put on any sunscreen Friday when we got there. Mm -hmm. but we got there 6 o'clock, so the sun was already pretty low in the sky. And then Saturday was overcast all day. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I was... I was fine. I didn't yeah. get burned, but I had and, some fun at the pool, yeah. uh, met some people there, uh, met someone who was a bit too friendly. Yeah. And I will, and that's part of the, you know, we're, we have our topic later, this mm -hmm. thing, but that's part of it. It's when you're, um, when you're going to be overly friendly, cool, fair enough. But when someone like, nope, no thanks, I don't want a grope or a hug, don't be a pissy, you know, jerk about it. Right. Because I had a friend who was like, he was, this guy was very friendly in the pool. I was like, hey, and it would be like mashing and kissing on you and groping you immediately if you just accepted a hug. And he turned to a fr my friend and said, hug? And so at least he asked. My friend's like, I'm not into hugging. Suddenly, was, my friend was dead to him. I was like, turn around, other targets. I'm not even going to talk to you. And it's like, oh, dude, at least make yeah. the effort of being polite. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was out on the trails Friday night um, and... I thought I had gotten away with not getting bitten. Oh. Because I woke up Saturday and checked myself, and I'm like, hmm, nothing. Oh, cool. But I, then I looked up online, and it said uh, Skeeter Bites can take up to 48 hours to start itching. Oh. So I, I did start itching later on. Oh. Uh, See, so I saw them fogging on yeah. Friday night. They went out, and basically I just saw them, like, fog up the trails. So, you know, mm -hmm. they, they do try and do some insect control and keep the mosquito yep. population down because, you know, on the, the nature trails, yeah, there's a bunch of guys not wearing too much and they're probably not covered in insect repellent because that stuff tastes nasty. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I rimmed an ass that, that had bug repellent oh. on it. Yeah. Uh, not as bad as licking an armpit and getting a tongue full of aluminum salts. I'm like, dude, oh, yeah. warn me. Um, but... Uh, so Saturday night was the uh, Creek Ridge Bear and Creek Ridge Cub Contest. Mm -hmm. uh, six people uh, went out for bear. Okay. Four people, including puppy, went out for cub. It was basically a fashion show. There were three looks, uh, bearware, barware, and bear assets. Mm -hmm. And then 
They had a bit of an introduction after the first look and a stupid question from the judges during so, the second Someone look. was, yeah, I was talking to someone else who was there that night and they said that was unfortunate because it seems like the questions were just kind of written up on the spot, like yeah, half an hour before, if that. They were just like on a legal pad, and they're kind of confusing, and yeah, and, and and the the questions could have been a lot better. Yeah, I I think that sounds like they felt a little bit more preparation should have gone into the the event, but you know I don't know I I wasn't there, so they also yep. said it was kind of hot in the the, the space, so yeah. Um, the the guy who won bear mm-hmm. um is. Just the epitome of muscle daddy bear. Okay. Um, and somebody else won cub, so I don't care <laughs> about that. Uh, I, I got to give puppy credit, though. Um, his, in his first look, he was a bit stiff. Mm-hmm. And I was, I want to say, you know, loosen up, play to the audience. but Smile. Say, yeah, smi- <laughs> smile, baby, smile. Sing out, Louise. Um, but no, by his last look, he was... He had come out of his shell. He was feeling it. And he did a drop split on the stage. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I might have had to help him back to the tent afterwards. Oh. I, I mean, he was able... After the drop split, he got up and was able to... Yeah, know, as long as you can continue and pretend yeah. that you're fine and not having just severely done some damage to yourself. Right. And, you know, was able to, to make it back off stage. But he was limping a bit oh. going back to the... Um, yeah, so after that, uh, I went back out on the trails, um, had a bit of a grope and suck, but I, I just had no energy. Mm. But, well, it's funny because yeah. I saw you, it was it was kind of funny, I, that night, Friday night, I saw, well, I saw you out on the trails, and, mm-hmm. and then I ran to your pup, because he was like, I've lost, you know. <laughs> I've lost my daddy. I, I lost my daddy. And I was like, no, he's, he's on the trails. I was like, oh, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> and then he went off, but then I saw you looking like, I dead lost to the my world. puppy. Yeah, yeah. I, where's my pup? And I'm also dead. I'm like, uh, he went looking for you about 20 minutes ago. And it's like, okay. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it looked like you were just ships passing the night. And yeah, also both no. worn out and yeah, tired. Yeah, no. That, that, yeah. When I, when you said, oh, he, he went out. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I, I hope he has fun. I'm going to bed. Um, yeah, can, I would know. I was up to about 3.30. Like, again. Yeah. Talking to people, hanging out, playing dead mother. You know, then went to sleep, woke up at like 5.20, needing to pee. Uh, nice thing about clothing optional campground, it's like, okay, I can just come out of my tent naked and wander yeah. over to some weeds and pee and don't have to worry about, you know, I wouldn't do that at a standard campground. Right. And it's like, I don't want to have to try and find clothes and shit like that. So yeah. it was, uh, and, yeah. And as a clothing app, optional campground, it was interesting to see the level of options mm-hmm. that people took from, you know... I saw men people yeah. who were just like, nope, uh, I'm here and the clothes are staying in the car. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not... I'm not... I have to... Well, for the food, whenever there was food, you had to be wearing something, at least a towel to be right, served. Right, And other than that, yeah, I saw some people running to get towels because, oh, okay, well, didn't have one. Well, the... The uh, rip it jock or rip it kilt is perfect for Ooh. for that. Just throw that on real quick. Is that through kilted bros? Yes. Okay. Through, through okay. kilted bros. Yeah, I need one of those. Um, but you know, I yeah, that's why I didn't take a kilt. I was just oh, I was wearing my adventure pants, um, which is what <laughs> I call any pants that you can zip off the legs and make them into shorts. Ah, they tend to be also full of pockets, and they tend to be you know usually a nylon or a quick dyeing material. They're made for camping and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I call them adventure pants. Um, um, but yeah, after the contest, maybe it was dehydration. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was you know I I know I didn't eat much that mm-hmm. weekend. You know I just I just crashed mm-hmm. out. But I mean they had the dance club going mm-hmm. uh, until midnight and uh, ended with Donna Summer's last dance, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Puppy said that he, he had a good time. Uh, yeah, I had a great dancing. time. Yeah. Um, I mean, my only complaints, well, I've heard, okay, I've heard other people complain about a couple things, which I kind of disagree with. Um, I know someone who says that their friends think it's cliquish. And I'm like, well, there's groups of people who know each other and they tend to like, I know there'd be like parties or things going on where there'd be a mass of people at a campsite, but, and they weren't, you know, necessarily waving people in off the trails like, Hey, right. But mostly 
smaller groups or individuals sitting in their campsites, everyone was like, hi, hi, how's it going? I mean, yeah, people and, were and, very friendly. And if you, you know, if you walk up to them, I'm sure that they'll, they'll have a pleasant conversation with you. Yeah, but, I've not seen a yeah. lot of like people, you know, oh, who are you? Why are you talking to us? I've never encountered that, and I'm all on the shy side myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I never really encountered that myself. Um, the other thing someone didn't like was they like they wish that they'd spend more time like trimming or pruning the trees because they saw a lot of dead wood, and they're just like, "This is a lawsuit waiting to happen." There's branches up there that are going to come down on us, and I saw a few that were like a branch that had broken off and was like suspended from other branches. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, occupational hazard of camping." It's like. Look up in the trees before you yeah, set up your yeah, tent. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those were the only complaints I've heard. Um, I have a couple, well, not so much complaints as in they need to kind of get their, well, not even get their act together. They could be a bit more polished in that their office is so disorganized. Um, yeah. Last year, I when I stayed, I stayed in September. In February, I got a bill over the internet saying, hey, invoice, you still have an account open. You owe us money. And I'm like, really? Um I, pay, I thought I paid and got it again in March saying, hey, we still, you still need to pay us. I'm like, okay, I got to find that receipt or look it up. Well, I got lazy and didn't do mm-hmm. it until the week before going there. Looked up and I'm like, no, I paid them. It's off my account. Uh, here's my, my bank statement that shows that you claimed money after I stayed there. It's like it came out of my account. So I printed that off, went to them. I was like, yay, here's a, uh, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well. Here, here, here's proof of payment. Sorry about that. Yeah. And, but um, then also there was a guy trying to check in, mm-hmm. and it was kind of a little bit of a clusterfuck. It was kind of like a who's on first thing. He's like, hey, I was here before. I had this site. I came here again. You said I had that site, but there's someone there on the site. And But then I, you know, I was like, oh, no, no, you're at this site. We moved you to this site. And he's like, okay, but I've got this confirmation that says I'm at that site. And it's like, oh, and it was just like confusion where yeah. it was like a mess. I mean, it was he was like not – he goes, no, that, the new site's just as good. But I just want to know which one I'm supposed to be at. And they're like, oh, well, you got to be at this one because this one is someone is at. And he's like, and they kept thinking he was complaining. And it's like, no, he was just wanting to make sure he was where he was supposed to be. But you could just tell that they're confused. And it was, I'm like, glad this is not me. Mm-hmm. I just paid for mine. I'm walking away because they're like both talking and the people behind the counter weren't quite understanding. And it's like, ah. Uh. The other trouble is parking. Um, well, or I should say, their enforcement of parking rules. They have or, rules for parking. Or lack thereof. Well, no. It's, it, it, it's a bit inconsistent. Very. And they're, it's it pissed off someone. Um, because, okay, you're not supposed to park in the rural tenting areas because there's people with tents. There's mm-hmm. good reasons not to have traffic coming and going. You could drop stuff off at the edge. but And they told me twice as I'm like getting a site, it's like, oh, you can park... And unload, but please park in the parking lot. I'm like, I have a backpack. I'm just going to park, park in, in the parking lot and, and hike in. And then they still, it's like, oh, remember, you can't park in the, I'm like, still have Got a backpack. Um, Thank you. I go to that site, cars everywhere. Of course. Uh, and, and then people weren't unloading. They'd park their cars, set up their tent, and then we're there. And I'm like, and then I'm like, well, where can I set up my tent where I'm not going to get run over because there's, all right. the, I'm surrounded by cars and I have a very small tent that's not bright. Uh, in coloration. So I'm finally picked next to a tree and said, okay, I'm probably most likely safe here. Uh, and no one ever, no one came back there to tell people don't be here. Um, but then I'm at a site and is one of the sites where you have a space for a car. Mm-hmm. There's a car there. Someone comes on a golf car. It's like, whose car is that? And one of the guys like, it's mine. It's like, well, you're supposed to be, you know, this is for another car. You're supposed to be at this site. You have to move it. And he's like, but I'm staying at this site. And he's like, yeah, but there's someone else who's at this site who has a car who's here. And the guy's like, no, that's me. My car's in the parking lot. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And he still gave the impression that you got to move the truck. And it, the guy who owned the truck, after the guy moved off, is like, what is What this? was that all about? Yeah, it's like, I'm moving it. And the guy's like, no, no, no. He was just confused. We're allowed to have a car here. He's like, but he told me to move the truck. And... And he was going to be running for one of the... He was running for one of the bearer things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm wondering if I really want to support this place. Ew. Well, I, I would have been the same way. Yeah. I believe in rules. And if I'm following the rules, I don't want to be yelled at that I'm not following the rules. You know, you're allowed to have a, a car on your site. Right. They had a car on the site. The other car was at the parking lot. But he was still told to move his car. And he was confused and kind of pissed off. And like, I would have been too. 
what what the fuck's going on. Yeah. You know, be clear with what the rules are. I will follow them. Don't, yeah, yeah don't get me in trouble when I'm actually doing what you told me to do. Yeah. We, yeah. uh, we had the car at the site for load in and load out. Mm-hmm. And then no, we, we moved it to, to the parking lot just because it didn't feel right to leave yeah, it there. Because there's only so much space. I can, so I understand why the rules are. And it's not that much of a walk to the thing. So no. I get annoyed with the people who are like, oh. Like last year, I, the guy who was next to me in the real, the uh, rustic sites was like, I'm parking here. They can't rawr, make rawr, me. Rawr. And it's like, fuck you. There's a good reason for this. Exactly. So that's only, yep. my only thing is just... Get a bit more focused on your parking stuff, and that will be best for everybody. <laughs> All right. Yeah, great time there. Yes. Uh, I'm going to have to go back maybe just on a day pass. Because a couple it, weekends it, I want to do. Yeah. It's close enough that, you know, I can just go down there for a Friday a lot of people I met, A lot of the yeah. people I met who I had fun with and would like to have more fun with said they're going back for, like, the Lumberjock weekend. So, oh, that's... That, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward mm-hmm. to... This Friday was the Leather oh, Invasion. Yep, at Necto. At Necto, which um, I find the timing of it slightly odd. That they decide that whoever set up the official Leather Invasion said, you know when we should have this? We should have this during the same time as Ann Arbor Art Fest, where half of the Do you really think someone actually down. thought that? No, that's no, the thing. But I, it's I, like, <laughs> we're going to do it this weekend because we can get these guests that weekend. I, Oh, yeah. it's the art fair. Well, well, uh, yeah, and uh, as for guests, you know, they had Mr. Christopher mm-hmm. and Pop Ampo, yep. What's the Safe Word, and several kink.com uh, videos that okay. are available for purchase. Um, wow. So, yeah, they are uh, professional porn stars and sex educators. Cool. Yeah, it was a fun event. We got there early when there was like no one there. Uh, and then it filled out, uh, but ran to, I ran to a lot of people from Lansing, a lot of pups yeah. from Lansing were there, and that was really great to see. That, yeah, I, I think we can thank Neptune for that again. I, well, it's a lot of them sound like they're the going to go to First Friday, which is unfortunate for me because I won't be at First Friday or DBC this coming month because I'm gone camping that weekend. But, uh, the, uh, yeah, so I saw people, talked to them all, uh, ran to someone I know from another circle of things uh more nerd circles i was like mm-hmm. hey uh, talk to him a bit uh talk to pup amp because yep. i'm a little i don't know anything about uh, mr christopher i've never seen any of his work uh so but pup amp i'd seen some of his stuff so i'm like hey okay i need to at least be a fanboy and say hi say hi thank you love your work yeah yep. and did that and because they were busy uh he was tying up people and mr christopher was flogging yes and i watched that because it was it was kind of a cool little class on flogging, just watching his technique and how oh, yeah. he interacts yeah. with the, the the bottom. And it was like, ooh, yes, this this looks like the way it should be, or a way of doing it, mm-hmm. the way I'd want to be doing it. Yeah, I I think that just having watched him will improve my oh, yeah. my technique next time I throw a flogger. Um, and he was flogging Mr. Uh, Leather Dunes or Mr. Dunes Leather. Mr. Dunes Leather. Uh, who was there? Who was like the, he was like the third, you know, noted guest on the poster, and mm-hmm. and he was super friendly. It's like it's funny because Facebook has been suggesting I be friends with him forever because yeah. I think we have mutual friends, and it's like here you might want to know this person. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know who that is. And it's like oh, that's who it is. So it's like <laughs> okay, well now I need to send that friend request because. Yes, you, you should. Because I chatted him up, and he was super friendly and very nice. I was like, cool. I, I was amused by the DJ. Mm-hmm. So when they did their first bondage demonstration uh, on the main stage, mm-hmm. the three of them were announced as Eric, Amp, and Chris. I'm like, who's Chris? I'm like, oh, Mr. Christopher. I'm like... I've never heard him called Chris before, and I yeah I, I would never call no he is Mister Christopher. <laughs> See, I, it's yeah. funny because yeah, Mister Christopher. I keep wanting to call him Sir Christopher, but it's like no, it's Mister Mister Christopher. Yeah, and, um, and some nice alliteration yeah. in there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there. Yeah, I didn't have too much. I had a picture taken with them. Some guy with a camera. I'm assuming maybe it's through the Necto themselves. Or... I'm, I'm thinking I... He's taking lots of pictures of the event and was using a flash. And they said, you know, I think 
they said something about not using flashes. And I'm like, well, if he's the professional photographer for the event, he's probably allowed to use it to make sure there's really good pictures. Right. And also, if there's just the one, that's less annoying than yeah, no, flashes and, happening from the yeah, crowd. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my camera was taking decent pictures. I took some pictures of some of the stuff going on. Just And, you know, with the low light, there's a little bit of graininess, but... Mostly I wanted yeah. to just remember the situation and who was there. I was like, cool. Yeah, and you know, one of the times, uh, yeah, my highlight, highlight of the evening, that was just uh, able to get a couple of minutes with Mr. Christopher, mentioned that, oh, I see you got your uh, chain collar through TSA. Congratulations <laughs> on that. And then I mentioned that he smelled nice, mm-hmm. and he offered me a closer sniff and a taste. And I was like, thank you. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank uh, you, sir. I, yeah, th- this pig boy appreciates that. And so I take it the smell was like natural smell? Yes. Okay, so. Yes. And t- t- yes, all all man, um, no other, yeah, mm. no colognes, nothing like that. And uh, But yeah, he had been working up a sweat from, okay. you know, just being there basically. And yeah, smelled all natural and tasted Really good. <laughs> you know, it was a fun event. Um, I, I had a lot to drink. It was funny because, but that's about as drunk as I get. What you saw in the car, it's like, you're like, you're drunk. And it's like, no, you're, I'm repeating something because that's part of the song. It's like, <laughs> to the left, to the left. And I think you're like, you're saying the same thing over. It's like, no, there's a song that goes well, like that. Well, no, it, it wasn't so much to the left. It was the uh, McDougal's joke that you made five times. That mm-hmm. That's... Um, I make that joke even when sober. Oh. If you mention McDonald's, I'll say, oh, McDonald's, horrible Scottish place, which is from... Coming time... to America? Nope. Time and again. Uh, the only movie where Malcolm McDowell plays a guy who's not a psycho. He plays H.G. Wells, who's invented a time machine, and his friend, played by Jack Warner, who's Jack the Ripper, steals it to go to modern-day San Francisco. Okay. And Mary I... Steenburgen's in it. As a modern woman who H.G. Wells... But he goes to McDonald's because he doesn't know where to eat and orders stuff and doesn't like it. And, oh, he's at this horrible Scottish place called McDonald's. <laughs> Fair enough. So, no, that joke is, is said no matter what condition oh, I'm Okay. In. I was trying to think. Oh, they... Um, I, I also thanked him for the followbacks on the Twitter and the Tumblr. Ooh. And uh, Pup Amp vaguely recognized me. He's like... I've seen you somewhere before, haven't you? I'm like, well, we, we ran into each other briefly at Mr. International Rubber, and I was in your class at CLAW. Ooh. And he's like, yes, that. And because Pup Amp saw my bar vest and that I've got pins on my bar vest, uh, he gave me a what's the safe word pin to add Aww. to it. So, yeah, that that was nice. He, apparently, he just had them in his boot. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, thank you uh, for that. That was, yeah, um, well, I cool. hope, yeah, hopefully I'll be able to see them again and say hello in November at uh, Mr. International Rubber cool. in Chicago. See, what I said to him was, it's like, oh, I hear that you're a dice boy for Queens of Adventure. And he's like, I didn't know that was recorded. And it's like, I don't know. Um, because this is something I just discovered recently uh, because, um, well, kind of the the spiritual godfather of this show, Matt Baum of Sewers of Paris, yes. is... You re- you did an interview with him, and that mm-hmm. led you to getting your ass in gear and starting a podcast. Yes. So you could have something that he could say, oh, he's <laughs> in this podcast. I remember that. Yes. And uh, it's been a while since I've listened to Sewers of Paris. I've just fallen behind on so many podcasts. But there's a D&D podcast where they interview people, and one of the interviewees was Matt Baum. And I didn't recognize the name right away, but then when they start talking to him, I was like, I know this voice. Why do I know this voice? <laughs> and it's like, well, why is he being interviewed for a D&D podcast? Because he now has a new podcast called Queens of Adventure, where he runs D&D with drag queens as players. Yes. And they sometimes do it on stage and sometimes do it uh, just a smaller setting. I had not known of this. I thought, and Dice Boys are... Guys, they get to take the giant foam dice out to the crowd so someone can fling it on stage for a roll. And I listened to a couple episodes and liked it, but they said, oh, we've had many dice boys, like Pup Amp, and I'm like, oh, oh. Amp was a dice boy. So I mentioned that, and he was like amused that I knew that, because maybe when, I mean, the dice boys don't do anything uh, verbal. They're, they're visual, yeah, yeah, so you wouldn't know who's a dice boy. But I like the idea of dice boys. Um, so like my nerdness, and also I'm not into drag queens at all, but I might be because of this, because I'm learning 
about drag. It's like, I don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race, so I'm missing on that part of my education, but maybe I'll have to go into it through this. Um, so, it's, yes, I, I would discover that. The other thing I discovered then, I went back to Sewers of Paris and mm-hmm. realized Jeremy Crawford did an interview. He's the head designer and product line manager for D&D now. Oh, cool. He's the one who's in charge of Dungeons & Dragons. And he's an out gay man with a husband and talked about how D&D influenced him younger. And that's why D&D has inclusive stuff in it now. And he talked about how he has snuck his partner and himself into adventures. Of course. Like one of the adventure paths, there's this two guys who are farmers and they have their nephew and you have to save them from giants. And he's like, yeah, that's us. And he's like, so please, save us from giants. <laughs> like, Aw. And so, I mean, I was just like, wow, this is like... My nerdness and gayness are all converging Yay. in this, and that was super sweet. So, so that was kind of fun. That you know, then Pop App was into that. So, yay, yay. Want to talk about in our expert portion of the show etiquette in highly sexual spaces, mm-hmm. such as uh, bathhouses, dungeon uh, parties, dungeon parties, and gay, gay campgrounds. Camp yeah, yeah. Um, I think I ran into the same overly af- mm-hmm. let's say overly affectionate gentleman mm-hmm. uh in the pool um yeah he uh, it was let's say put it this way it was hard not to he was very uh, yes very friendly and very much wanting to get to know everybody in the pool yeah on a physical level and, oh yeah because and, like i said he would like hey can i have a hug and then when you hug that meant he also wanted to kiss you and, and also rope you yes and, yeah and it's funny because i'd much rather be groped than kissed. For me, kissing is like, no, this is something I, this is, I'd rather dive face first into your ass and rim you than kiss a stranger. I've, I read something somewhere. You remember the, you know, first base, second base Mm -hmm. concept that for gay guys, it's reversed. Mm -hmm. And that it, it, that kissing is the home run. Yeah. Kissing is intimacy that I'm, you know, yes, this is where I'm I'm sharing with you and you're I want to interact with you as a person by pressing my mouth up against you. But blowing you or rimming someone, I feel much more comfortable doing that with a stranger. That there's it's still intimate, but it's a less level of intimacy because in a way it's it's more functional and fun. But kissing some people get off on kissing, but mm-hmm. it's not directly stimulating. It's more I think the way of socially interacting and saying, Okay, you know, I trust you to put my mouth on your mouth because mouths are filthy. And, you know, as, as dirty as an ass or a cock could be, no, mouths are so much worse. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah. So, like I said, he was, um, that's one thing, being overly familiar. There's still, mm-hmm. and those charged things. Well, when we're talking about etiquette, I realized that, you know, there's two things with etiquette. One, etiquette is how you're supposed to behave in a certain situation. Right. Um, but also etiquette are like codified rules to prove that you are part of the group to know. And I was thinking, it's like, well, you know, yeah, yeah. All that si- bullshit. Si- signaling that you understand the norms yes. of that. You society. know, knowing what fucking fork to use at dinner. Well, you know, that's not about comfort levels, but that signifies, Oh, I've been trained to know how to act in a posh setting like this. So I know which fork to use for my salad or shit like that. You know, stuff that really doesn't mean anything. It's not going to hurt anyone's feelings, but it, it's, it's the signaling. Yeah. And also the same thing with, you know, our groups. It's like we have groups. It's like, oh, knowing not to, you know, strongly hit on the boy in a collar with a lock around it necessarily right. because that indicates something. It's like hitting on someone with a wedding ring. It's like, uh, in most circles, that's like, no, they're yeah, taken. That, that's, that's the proof that they are, right. you know, there's someone there. There's a covenant. covenant. Uh, so, yeah, I think in one respect, it's let you know that you're part of that group. And the other is then the golden rule and, you know, yeah, what that, political correctness is do unto others because you don't want to you don't want to make someone else's life worse for your own pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the other thing of that is like just being aware of your surroundings and what you're saying and how you're acting and how it's affecting others. And in this case, he really wanted to be, you know, super friendly and get to know people and grope, but it was bothering some people. Yeah. And it, and the, the people yeah. who said, no, thank you. He was kind of, you know, standoffish. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, okay. You know, yeah, not, move, nothing move, for you. Moving on like, to the next one. Yeah. It's like, oh, yes, make me feel dehumanized. If I'm not worth groping, you know, if I'm not something yeah. you can have access to, you don't want anything to do with me. And it's like, ouch. You know, at least, you know, go through the motions and 
make polite conversation. <laughs> right. And yeah, part of it, it being a more sexual space mm-hmm. um, reduces the friction and, and the distance between making eye contact mm-hmm. and blowjob groping. I think there's less, sex. yeah, there's less cues that have to be given for it to lead to somewhere. I mean, if you were at you know, a sporting event. You're using the bathroom at the Lugnut Stadium. There have to be a fuckload of clues yeah. before you're going to grope, grab someone else's cock. Whereas, if you're on the trails, you know, and you basically just, you know... O- offer your hand out and, you know... Or, I, I, or, or looking and, like, raising like, your eyebrows, like... Mm. Yeah. And it's like, mm. And it's like, okay, thank you. All right, yeah. It, uh, I'll drop to my knees and start blowing you. Um, you know, which... I'm unlikely to do at the Lugnut Stadium. <laughs> Haven't yet. Probably will never. Yeah, Doesn't seem a place for it. Even on Pride Day, yeah, not yeah, so much. No. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I think it's, yeah, going knowing what is appropriate and, yeah, the, the, it's a moving bar in different, like I right. said, so, even what's going on at the pool versus what would go on in the showers, which would go on by people's campsites, which would go on in the trails. Each of those had different levels of yeah. what. Like, I. I got up to a little bit of play mm-hmm. in the group showers, mm-hmm. and one guy was shooting daggers at all of us. Like, oh. how how dare you do that here? I'm like, all right, we'll we'll take it to my tent then. Jeez, <laughs> um, but yeah, and it is considered. You know, it was never outright stated, but I feel that it would be tacky to ejaculate in the pool. I would, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, the pool's dirty enough as is because not enough people take a goddamn shower before going into the water. That Someone said yeah. that that's why they have to close at a certain time at night to clean up all the sunscreen and skin oils that accumulate because you're supposed to take a nice soapy shower before, but I yeah, don't think many I mean, people it, do. It's posted on that, yeah. and, and I, I well, make a point to do that, but... Yeah. And that's, again, that's etiquette. Yeah. And there's a bunch of people, you know, it's a posted rule and or the parking that's etiquette. Mm-hmm. You're doing things to not impinge on others' fun or freedoms, and that's why certain rules are. Um, it's because that was one thing when we we're talking about etiquette. I've gone to uh, play parties that had rules posted on the wall. When you showed up, there's this poster that whosoever house or whatever place it was saying, "This is what's expected here." Yes. You know, th- this is what you do or do not do. This is how we behave, and that's funny because I. Like at DBC or uh, number, number six, six, it was more assumed because the people who were there, you know, had an idea of what it was. It was maybe you saw what was done and you learned from that. Right. But I like the postings. You know, some people are like, oh, we don't need that. And it's like, no, we do. Yeah, I, it, I go to it, conventions. It's, it's good to have those norms. I mean, there are the unspoken norms, but mm-hmm. it is good to have them written down. Yes. Um, so when for, someone violates it, it's like, well, how was I supposed to know? It, it's Here. there. Right. And, um, and to help those... Mm-hmm. Who are new to the group? Yes, integrate that much more quickly. Like, by, oh, okay. By by knowing those signs and signals, you're like, oh, okay. So I can this I do X Y Z. Great, perfect. And also, it's the way you learn to become part of the group mm-hmm. and know that oh, this is this is what fork I use. This is this is where I shouldn't be sticking my finger up your ass. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, well, also at conventions I go to the sci fi cons, a lot more postings about harassment and consent. Yeah, cosplay is not consent. And things like that. It's like, hey, if you're going to take a picture of someone, ask, ask their first. permission. Yeah. And things like that. Um, these are, you know, and some people have like, oh, my day, we didn't need this kind of stuff. This is just stupid. And it's like, how does it really hurt you? You know, yeah. you, you know, is this really stopping your fun? And I think in their minds, it's like, yes, it is because I want to be able to be an you know, asshole. Yeah. Or, you know, be gropey, feely, take surreptitious pictures or grope because they're... I see flesh. And isn't that what it's about? And it's like, there's a sign saying, no, that's not what it's about. Maybe it is for some people. Mm-hmm. And ask them first. Right. And they're like, sure. Yeah, and in places like that, I mean, like at Claw, I was very cognizant and put forth conscious effort to specifically request consent before any physical contact. Mm-hmm. And here's the wild thing. 95% of the time, mm-hmm. they said Yes. And, and hopefully in the 5% they said no, you're like, okay, that's cool. And then... Uh, yeah, no. And, and did just run away from this. No. Yeah, no. And in the times where they said no, um, I offered an alternative. Uh, you know, handshake, fist bump. Uh, 
or oh, just to show, hey, yeah. no hard feelings. It's like yeah, you are yeah, yeah. you are well within your bounds, and I have no hard feelings that you didn't want me to do something to you. You're still a human yeah. being, and cool, and yeah. you still matter to me, even though I can't use you as a sexual object. Right? Hey, how about that? Hey. Politeness. Politeness. Um, uh, well, that's it happened at um the the bar because I bought some raffle tickets, mm-hmm. and they have the whole thing is like if you pay ten bucks, you get from boots to crotch, and I'm wearing a kilt. And I, you know, he took the tickets down to my boot, and then he looked up at me, he's like, can I? And I'm like, feel free. So the tickets <laughs> yep. went up to my crotch, and, you know, he, you know, oh my gosh, hand contacted balls and dick, and cock ring, and harness, oh, uh, which was more. under there. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, cool. And, but he asked first, and right. it's like, you know, and you think, okay, well, I'm offering myself up to be measured, but he double checked, and it's like, thank you. Right. And, I mean, he, he could have done boots to belt line mm-hmm. if you didn't. You know, and oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure there was something else. Yeah. but you know, someone in a kilt. But I've had people assume the kilt meant consent. That's how I got a blowjob I didn't particularly want at camp. It. It's like, oh, you'll like this. It's like, whoa, what are you doing, sir? <laughs> I just wore camp a kilt into your campsite. That didn't mean I yeah. wanted you to go down on me. Thank you. Or you know, people reaching under the kilt and like, oh, what are you wearing? And it's like, even asking that, what are you wearing under there? That's kind of a personal question. And it's like, interesting. I can always just not answer or be flippant. It doesn't really bother me too much. But it's funny that kilts make people ask. It's like, oh, what, you, what underwear are you wearing? And I realize I have to ask them. It's like, well, you tell me what you're wearing. And then I'll tell you what I'm wearing. Let's turn around the tables. And they think that's too personal. It's like, well, what did you just do? <laughs> what right. did you just do to me? Right. Uh, but no, I think, yeah, etiquette right. is simply the ways of acting and how are you going to learn other than, right. you, hopefully not trial and error. Yeah. Um, other etiquette is, you know, the rules. I mean, it, that's the trouble is I think each group has their own rules of what's acceptable in different things, different dungeon parties, mm-hmm. different communities, um, different cities. I'm sure the leather community in Chicago versus Philadelphia versus Detroit. Right. I bet you they have their own rules that they've kind of codified and, and assume and I don't know how many of those are actually even written down anywhere or people know. They just think, well, we just know right. it because and, we and, know it. And, and it's like, hmm. you know, they they shift over time, mm-hmm. right? Which is one of the reasons why they're not written down. Well, uh, but even... And, and, and they, yeah. Those well, I think also it's there. a way that, well, we're not going to write it down because we want you to learn it to prove that you're part of this group. Right. You know? um, even group by group, um, I ran to someone from Icon. He was wearing an Icon vest at Creek Ridge, and mm-hmm. he was talking about Icon, you know, big thing of their founding was safer sex. Yeah. So you don't yeah. wear your Icon vest and do, you know, bareback or things like that. They're very focused on, at our events, we're going to make sure that people are playing safe because that was a founding thing of us. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm sure other leather clubs are like, hey, you know, it might even be considered gauche to wear a condom while you're going to go down in somewhere or something like that. Right. Different expectations. And, you know, like I said, I don't want to have to learn because I violated it. It's like, oh, no, no, you don't do it that way. Right. It's like the parking situation. That's going to piss me off if I'm told, oh, no, we don't do it that way. And we're going to have to chastise you because you... I've had that happen at work where something happened and I discovered that a client needed something a certain way. And it's like, I didn't know that. You, no one told me. Well, you'll just figure it out. It's like, no, I fucking no. won't. Yeah, no, need to be told. If a client has a need... They, they need That's to express different than that all need. of other yeah. ones, and I only find out about it because I didn't do it, and then they called and were angry. It's like, well, how was I supposed to know? Well, you'll just our boss was like, oh, you'll you just learn these things. You'll just know. It's like, no, that's stupid, and you not taking responsibility for not training. Yeah. Um, one one final point mm-hmm. um, I want to make is that you should never be afraid or hesitant to give that firm but polite no. Mm-hmm. To somebody and also realize that that should be sufficient and occasionally is necessary because some guys will not take subtle hints. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're just blind to it. So they might, yeah. it might be they're honestly blind to it. Um, they might be somewhere on the spectrum where they do not get the, the subtle clues. You know, that might be a thing. Or they just might be really dense. Or they might themselves be super hopeful. Or and, might be really drunk. Or yes. and or any number of things. But yeah, if something yeah, again, do not be afraid mm-hmm. to you know, have that firm but polite mm-hmm. no. Um, and of course graciously accept it when it happens to you. 
not everybody is into everybody yes. and not everybody is in the mood at, at that, that time. moment. Um, and they might be later. And if you t- took things with grace, then you might have a better chance at the next time when they are in the move. Yes. No, I mean, I, that's kind of like one of my, one of my basic, like golden rules myself. It's, uh, you have the right to express your interest to anyone you want to. It's, it's, a, it's just a basic right. Mm-hmm. If there's someone you're interested in, you have a right to, um, pursue sounds too active, but state your interest. Yeah. Uh, you also have a right to decline any, any attention, any attention that comes your yeah. way. You have a right to say, no, thank you. I don't want this right now. That is also your right. Uh, the corollaries of your responsibilities are if someone comes on to you and you decline them, be polite about it. You know, they've, they've made the effort of putting themselves out there and being vulnerable to you by saying, I'm interested in you, or you're interested in me. Have the decency to be polite back. The other responsibility is, you know, when you hear no, you accept it with grace and move on politely and don't make an issue of it or yeah. let them. And even if you're sadly disappointed and maybe even pissed off because you've seen them doing gross indecencies with everybody else at the party. And when it comes to you, they're like, no, thank you. It hurts, but be graceful. Yeah. And that's, and that's why you, you have those rights only because if you pursue those responsibilities, you can ask anyone you want, even if they're, as far as you know, they're in a committed monogamous relationship. Everyone says, oh, no, no, they don't play around. If you're interested, feel free to ask because everyone else might not know. And if they really truly are in a monogamous committed relationship, they're going to be like, oh, no, thank you. And you take it with grace. Right. And, you know. And I'm sure that they would appreciate the compliment of, hey, I think you're hot. I would like to do naughty things with you. And if they don't appreciate the compliment and are actually put off by it or pissed off, it's like, wait, don't you understand what the ring means? Again, that responsibility of take it with grace and be nice when you decline. If we could all just follow those rules, I think there'd be a lot more fun happening because it's like, okay, I don't, I'm not going to get yelled at for simply, you know. Being, you know, showing interest. All right. Crafting. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, I am continuing on with the big heavy scarf. Cool. Um, one of the balls of yarn mm-hmm. um, came into contact with uh, some Velcro uh, on mm-hmm. one of my fingerless gloves. Okay. Uh, and had to pull that apart very carefully. But side effect of that is that one section of that scarf is going to be extra fuzzy. <laughs> so also, it sounds yeah. like your scarf itself has to be kept away from Velcro. Uh, yeah. Which is unfortunate because yeah. there's a Velcro on a lot of stuff. Um, my, these shorts have Velcro on their pockets. Many coats have Velcro clasps or Velcro on gloves. So, yeah, that scarf might be very popular with other items of clothing. Uh, yeah, popular with other items of clothing. Yeah, if I took it for a walk in the woods, it would collect oh, all of God. the burrs. Oh, God. No. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it, uh, yeah. So that that's gonna be fun. I'm yeah, progressing through. Um, it, it it's just you know it's just a nice mindless thing to have mm-hmm. now and again. Um, yeah, while watching things like Nanette on Netflix, which, which I've been told about and I need to eventually see. I guess it's just an hour, but I yep, need to see it, it. it's a one hour comedy special. I recommend it to everyone. Well, well, word of warning: it's not a traditional comedy special. It goes in some deep and dark places, so it's not like, oh, I'm just going to laugh for an hour and that'll be good. It, I've heard yeah. that it can be very deep and goes into some places of real feelings, which is not necessarily comedy's normal place. So, right. No, it, so be warned. Yeah, it, it is less like a standard comedy stand-up mm-hmm. special and more like a one-hour, one-person episode of Risk or The Moth. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, more like storytelling and very open. So what do we have coming up? Uh, well, first Friday. First Friday and Detroit Bondage Club um, are coming up. The War of the Roses mm-hmm. uh, fisting event is coming up end of August. Okay. Um, Many weekends at Campit and yeah, Creek Ridge. Creek Ridge. Uh, themed weekends will be around. Yeah. Um, I may be going back to Necto mm-hmm. on April 17th. Uh, RuPaul Drag Race alumna Ms. Cracker mm-hmm. uh, will be performing there that oh. night. Okay. Um, so I might make it out to Maybe that. Maybe I've, I've had some level of drag appreciation drilled into me by Queens of Adventure by then and have actually watched some RuPaul and might even be a drag aficionado by that point myself. <laughs> Who knows? 
Well, just stranger things have happened. Just bring plenty of dollar bills, and and the drag queens will love you. Bring fives, and they'll really love you. Oh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think that's about it for well, coming up. Um, yeah, next. Well, well, I won't be seeing people at First right. Friday or DBC, but please come out. It should be. I, we're getting more and more people, and we're getting better about getting the word out, or at least we're, we're to trying to get the word yeah. out. <laughs> Alright, uh, and so yeah, so next episode of A Harry Prone Companion uh, might have a guest instead of you, Lansing Mike, since... I'm going to be you, busy many yeah, weekends. So you're you're going to be a, very busy. That could be interesting. So, oh, that's right, because we're talking about the fact I'm missing two events, the next two events. I, yeah. I won't be a great one to talk about that. <laughs> so I, I might drag a Puppy or a Veritas okay. or, I don't know, maybe Neptune, maybe... Cool. Maybe somebody else. Maybe maybe a, maybe a sister. I saw some sisters at the I, uh, yeah. at the bar. My the sisters were in, in force. I was like, yes. Might grab one of the local sisters. Might grab Crow. Ooh. Uh, Crow's Crow's an interesting puppy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, might that might make for a good interview. But on that note, we've run out of time again. Please send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Tweet at us, we are at HarryProneComp, and our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Be sure to listen to our friends on the internet, Sirius of Paris, and the other podcasts by Matt Baum, Linoleum Knife, Off the Cuffs, and Being There. Thank you for listening. We are your hosts, Sarah Kane. And Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night.